Welcome action. back. Welcome back to Hot Take Wait, Hub. Why didn't we turn the TV off? Bro, leave it on. They can't hear it. That, I think they can hear it. Nah, they can't hear That's it. Jack's like squat, copyright. No. I got it. I Just got mute it. it. I, I don't know where the remote is. Oh, we're tossed. Are we on episode 35, if I'm not mistaken? 35? Merry Christmas. Um, It's great to uh be in your homes in this lovely holiday season. Thank you guys for tuning in yet again. Um. Zeke, if I'm not mistaken, has cooked up an amazing docket for the this week's episode. I got some stuff planned. Oh, I got I some love stuff this. to dish out, some stuff to to handle. Um, don't have any news. Dish out. Um, as far as news goes, I don't know. It's the holiday season. No it's bad the news. Can't season. be doing bad news. Um, I want to say this is probably the least hype I've been for Christmas. Yeah, same. Life. I just out of my whole life. I just can't get behind it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older, or just because I don't enjoy. I don't know. I don't know. Like I enjoy Christmas, but I remember when I was younger, and I guess it's just like a thing with growing up and like getting older. But I remember like I couldn't even sleep. Yeah, I'm just not as excited for Santa anymore. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> no. Besides that, but what I'm saying, like I couldn't go to sleep like i'd be up until 2 a.m and then i'd wake up at 5 a.m yeah but like ah it's eight o'clock right now let me make note of that actually but like (laughs) i i could go to sleep at 10 o'clock and wake up at like noon tomorrow and yeah like um it wouldn't affect me yeah my holiday traditions have definitely changed in what ways what would you do when you were younger uh I would set cookies out. Santa doesn't love me anymore, though, so I don't set cookies anymore. I was never a big set cookies out kind of guy. I never did that. I did it like it wasn't a yearly thing. I'd do it every once in a while, though. Nah, I didn't. I didn't believe in the whole cookie thing. I knew that was a scam. Not a what? Some, not giving some guy some cookies. Wait, he's giving you Christmas gifts? Nah, nah, nah. Santa, nah. He's not asking for cookies. Come on now. Santa's on a diet. Is that what you're saying? Who knows? What's your what was your favorite thing to do during the holidays? Open presents on Christmas morning. But like, dude, I was so hyped for it. Everyone in my family hated me for it. Everyone hated me. Like I'd literally be the I'd wake everyone up at seven thirty. I'd be like, Let's go, let's go, let's go, like what's going on? I feel like that's just always the youngest child thing though. Yeah. Like everyone always hates the youngest child. <laughs> like what like because I'm the same way. My my siblings are older. So, you know, when I was, like, 10, they're legit 20 and 25. Yeah. So they're not as excited for Christmas as I am, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we're 20. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm 20. I'm I'm no longer excited dude, for Christmas. I understand it. I understand it. You know, I'd always be like, how are you not happy? How are you not excited? But I'm just not feeling the Christmas spirit. Kind of this sucks. Year. It's kind of a big... Uh, I went to the mall for the first time. Today? Yeah, to see... <laughs> you went on the worst day possible. Well, dude, there's, like, a Christmas thing going on, like, Santa comes out and like they do like a parade and stuff. Really? And I went to that with my family. I just wasn't feeling it, bro. I was not feeling the Christmas spirit. I was in a. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Let's just say that. I think the next time that I will feel the Christmas spirit is when I have a family of my own. Yeah, I feel like. Did you feel more Christmas spirit when you had a significant other? No. A little more? No. Yeah, I just feel like... No, something about just, like, waking up in the morning and going and opening presents 
and you have no clue what they're gonna be. But you're, <laughs> but well, no, that's when, like when I was younger. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like yeah, now, nothing it's just, beats like that. you can't like nothing can like replace that. Yeah, like nothing is better. Like, well, yeah, I think seeing your kids open gifts. Will, that's what I'm saying. I, I think, think that right. is the only way that I will enjoy it, is seeing like how right. excited they get. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I gift people things, and I get a little bit of joy from that. So I was, that's why it's kind of getting at when you gifted to your significant other. Did that give you joy? Nah, because it was no different than any other gift. Like, a gift is a gift, you know what I mean? But, like, when you're a kid, you look at Christmas time as not as a gift per se. Like, you look yeah. at this as, like, it's free. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That So, like, yeah, I don't think yeah, I'll Now I look at it the other way, and I'm just that. like, yeah. That, until I, like, see my kids. Like, I'm not, obviously, it won't be the same feeling as when yeah. you were a kid. But, it just, I've seen the joy in their eyes, I feel like, is something you can't replicate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah all righty uh, high lows christmas Ooh. themed except for one only one of them isn't christmas themed um the elf on the shelf tradition started back in 2002 when carol abersold and her daughter shonda bell self-published the book the elf on the shelf which i didn't even know that was a thing a christmas yeah. tradition along with a special box with a small scout elf inside over under 2002. I'm assuming you never had an elf on the shelf. No. Yeah, because when you buy the elf on the shelf, you get the book. Oh, really? Yeah, it comes as a set. Yeah, no, I never had an elf on the shelf. Yeah, I can tell. My, I didn't have it at the house, but I had it at That's the place that me out. I had it at the place that I got at my daycare. My daycare had one, and then my friend's house uh, had one. So I know about it. Nah, that would 2002 seems so like that is before I was born. And I feel like it was just kind of catching on toward my childhood. But I guess maybe that's just because like, like they got it in like 2010. So I'm going to say after 2002. After 2002. Closer to 2006. 2005. Bang! You're, but your, your logic there is just flawed. No, it's I mean, not. Like, I'll give you the point. But no, but why was your like why was your instinct? Dude, when I was looking this up and I saw 2005, I was genuinely shocked. I thought this was like a thing that's been going on since like the 40s. No. That, that. Dude, like <laughs> no. I, I remember it catching like cuz I cuz my brother and sister never had it. Oh. Oh. Like okay. my brother and sister would have had it I if it was big be. when they were children. That makes sense. But we never had one. Yeah, no. So I would have had one throughout my ch- whole childhood. But yeah. I, we just never got one. Never yeah, caught the wave. I, I never had one either. That makes sense a little. Now I see your logic there. That you yeah. never had one. So like it couldn't have been like a tradition from someone older. Yeah. Had to be relative. Because my brother's 10 years older than me. Like, yeah. And I was born in 03. So if they didn't have it. No, I didn't have sense. it when I was it's like. It's like weird. Yeah. Like they, they, if they, why would you have it and they didn't have yeah. it? Yeah. And if you did have it, that would only be. And my mom is a big now. Christmas person. Yeah. Like you know she what? was definitely about that stuff. But after that. But yeah, like thank you, thank you for my. My brother was only like five and a half years older than me, so kind of made some sense. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that we were a family that never got it. I didn't realize that we were actually born before it was even created. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Next up, John Logie Baird. Sound kind of sounds like a Yogi Bear. Yeah. What? <laughs> huh? uh, first demonstrated a color television system in 1929. Baird's system used a spinning mirror drum and revolving disc that alternated blue green and red filters 1929 you said 1929 
if I'm not mistaken, colored television happened in 1941. So after. Wrong. Dang it. 1928. So, like, maybe I'll give you a half point on this. Like, it's not full color TV, but it showed color. Like, it was... It was technically the first colored TV, but it wasn't as good as the When did that thing happen where the one guy, like, said some words and then he became colored? When was that? I don't know. Dang it. I'm going to look that up. There was the first man to ever be broadcasted in full color. I forget his name, but I remember... Like nineteen fifty three. Okay, but, like, but dude, the, no, no, no. But but the first system was back in. That's yeah, that's rigged. This game's rigged. It's bro. not rigged. Half point. It's half just, point for it, sure. Like, mass produced is what you're thinking. I'm thinking like you know what I mean. Like the first yeah. light bulb that was created was not mass produced. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, I get you. So we'll give you like one point five out of two. I'll take that. The conquest of the North Pole was for many years credited to U.S. Navy engineer Robert Peary, who claimed to have reached the pole on April 6th, 1909, accompanied by Matthew Henson and four Inuit men. Well, unfortunately, the North Pole doesn't exist, and it's just an Arctic wall that the government is keeping us in. Uh, now, so, so actually, this never happened. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that actually never happened, sir. We are living in a fake world. Uh, I, maybe, but anyway, we'll <laughs> what, get to that what, were, what were you saying? Um, 1909, over under 1909, April 6th. You're telling me we discovered the North Pole after we had colored television? Doubtful. Give me no, under 1909. This was, what? 1928 was when colored TV happened, and 1909 is what I'm saying. This. Yeah, exactly. So you think that. Before. 1909. Huh? Wait, what? Like, you're right, but what is your reason? I'm confused I'm on just, your reasoning. I just think 1909s, like any, like the 1910s is way too close to color television. We were exploring stuff way too, way before then. 1904, I'm, I'm guessing? No, 1906, but... Ah, close. I'm confused by the way that you're explaining this right now. What's up? You're, you're not, the way that you're... What's up? You're saying... The way that I just understood Look, that, you were like, don't, no way we had the colored TV before. before. Yeah. I'm saying before 1909. Yeah, but the date was already before 1928. So you're just like, you're like, yeah, way before that. Yes, exactly. I'm saying like, we didn't like discover the North Pole, then the next year had color television. There were some years in there. What yeah. I'm saying. But like, I'm, I'm shocked. I would have thought that we would have had color TV before we found Antarctica. No, oh, bro. North Pole, we were explorers. Yeah, true. It's just what we do. True, true. Right, Conquerors. So that? That's two... Two and a half out of three. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Come on. Gingerbread houses originated in Germany. The tradition of making decorated gingerbread houses began in the early 18th century. This trend for gingerbread houses later spread to Britain. Over under the 18th century. Gee, what the? I got a whole century to guess? Yeah, so from 17... What is it? 1700 to 1799? <laughs> Bro. Before what? after the 18th century. Bro, the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> before Gingerbread House. I'm going to say after the 18th century. Not before. It was Bro. the 16th century. Dude. Jesus. The 16th century Gingerbread House is date back to. That's crazy. They're I didn't like that, dirt. though, because if I said, like, a date, like, in 15-whatever, yeah. like, you're going to have a higher chance of getting that. Wow, dude. I mean, it's 50-50 either way. It's a guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's still crazy, though. 2.5 out of 4. Salt was first used to... De- to huh? Huh? What? I don't even know how to say this word. D E I C E. I'm gonna say. Bro, you wrote the script. To. I didn't. I didn't put a space. Salt was first used to de-ice roads. I was like, what the heck is de-ice? De-ice roads. Yeah, it's like what? De-ice roads. Wow. The United States in 1946. When New Hampshire began experimenting with granular sodium That's chloride, uh, the practice spread as the interstate highway system grew. And by 2013, 26 states were using about 17 million tons of salt on their roads each winter. So, over under 1946, salt being used on roads. Before. Before, yeah, it was before. 1938. 1938 is when they started. Just a random guess, because the first car, if I'm not mistaken, was in the 1920s. So it seems like we would have been a little quicker to deal with icy roads than the 40s. Yeah. So it's, that's my hypothesis on that one. I'm pretty sure it was the 20s. Roaring 20s, we got mobiles, if I'm not mistaken. It was more popular, at least more affordable. Um, the car was invented in 1886. No, not the car. I'm talking like the <laughs> the the automobile that was mass produced. Oh, gotcha. All uh, right. Oh, back to what I was saying. How like the light bulb was exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not when the like the first ever car was invented. I'm talking about like when the Model T was oh, rolling around yeah. the streets of London. I know what you mean. All right, um, so three point five out of five. Yeah, the first performance of the Nutcracker Ballet was on December seventeenth, eighteen seventy six, at the Marinsky Theater in Saint Petersburg, Russia. The ballet is about a girl who befriends a nutcracker that comes to life on Christmas Eve and fights the Mouse King. I've never seen it, by the way. I have seen the Rockefeller people. Uh, right? I think it was called. The Rockettes. I've seen the Rockettes on Broadway. have not seen uh, the Nutcracker. What was my year over under? 1876. Wow. First performance. Under, Russian theater. Like 1867. 1892 was the first performance. Yeesh. 1892. I, which is still shocking, pretty old. Because like, theater old. has been around for a while. That's what I was thinking. But I was thinking never never a bad guess for theater to go. To take under. the under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. You never know. Um, next up, and finally, the first written record of glass Christmas tree balls dates back to 1858. Hans Greiner designed and crafted hand-blown glass ornaments in Lascha, Germany. These ornaments called baubles no were a huge commercial success. Over under 1858. I think it's going to be a close line. 1858 seems good. I bet you they were like pretty expensive back then too. Because I feel like that took some really fine artsmen or craftsmanship back then. Really, probably a glass blower was making them. Um, 18 Germany popped out on this list. Bro, twice. Well, it's because Germany makes great, like, they, they're full of innovators. Uh-huh. Um, 1850 what? 1858. Uh, 
I'm gonna go under. Under under is correct. 1848. So oh wow. Um, yeah, you ended with on a good old five and a half out of seven, so not, not bad, bad, not bad. But I'll take that. Um, going off of that, Jacob. <sighs> yes, sir. Have you heard of the magic mushroom Santa theory? What? What are we talking about right now? Have you heard of the magic mushroom There's Santa? kids at home. No, I, yeah. Yes, I've, oh, no, I've not heard of it. You've Please not. inform me. All right, so I'm going to list off basically eight ways to explain the magic mushroom santa theory what? and give my brief overview um arctic shamans gave out mushrooms on the winter solstice reindeer were shaman spirit animals mushrooms like gifts grow beneath pine trees mm. shamans dressed like santa claus they wore red deer pelts mushrooms abound in christmas iconography i can't even believe i just pronounced that word correct i don't think you did no i did <laughs> tree ornaments shaped like aminita mushrooms and other depictions of the fungi are also prevalent in christmas decorations throughout the world particularly in scandinavia and northern europe rudolph's rose no, rudolph's nose resembles a bright red mushroom uh, a visit from saint nicholas may have borrowed from shaman rituals and santa's from the arctic so basically the theory is that shamans would collect the mushrooms around the christmas time in december they were collecting these to give as gifts, gifts. because oh. they knew that they would they like oh like, these are fun yeah, yeah. but but so they would collect them underneath these trees then what they would do is they would hang them on their trees in their house next to the fire to dry they would let these mushrooms oh. dry then when it came to like the winter solstice and everything the shamans would hand them out and give them as gifts people and then these people would eat them and then trip and bam and all these shamans were dressed like santa claus you know they got their spotted red deer pelts on that i mean like how big were the shamans are they a large group organization what do you mean what do you, wait what? I mean, was this like a, a big thing or is this like 10 dudes up north just eating mushrooms no this was like a big thing like scandinavian culture okay that's what i'm saying like but that's that's the big magic mushroom. Dude. I mean, I could, I could kind of see it. You can kind of see it, dude. I, I can see the vision. Is what I'm saying. I th I think it makes so much sense, dude. If you, it, I don't have any of the, the um. The I mean, iconography. I'm, just, I'm just envisioning a, a snowy, uh, Christmas tree with some red, uh, mushrooms underneath it, and then they chop down the tree. Collect the mushrooms, put the tree in the house next to a fire, hang it on the tree, and it, I mean, it looks modern in my head. It looks like it would work. <laughs> Dude, it, it, it looks like it would be a thing that would happen. That a hundred percent. But it's pretty much what we do now. Yeah, you just don't give out mushrooms to children now. <laughs> no, because they came to a point they were like, "Uh, oh, these are making us trip a little. Probably not the best. Let's give people other gifts." And yeah. then they stopped harvesting them. But they still were like, "Let's chop down a tree." Yeah, I I I could definitely see it. Dude, well, that I think that, that explains a lot. What I mean, I don't even know what the origin of Christmas actually is, though. Well, what do you mean? Do you want me to actually like know? who invented Christmas? Like, where did this holiday even come from? I thought it was a Catholic thing. I mean, Roman it's... and European festivals. It, it basically, yeah, no, I mean, marked the end Roman of the Catholics. harvest and the winter solstice. 
So, like, I mean, like, the winter solstice, solstice is a big part of it. I know a lot of religions celebrate uh, winter solstice. Um, yeah, well, the shamans did, but so... Isn't this... the winter solstice the longest night? Yeah, because summer solstice is the longest day. Yeah, so it's, it's like the shortest time of... Shortest time day of... and longest night. Um, the Christmas we know today took shape in Victorian times. And the rowdier celebrations of earlier Christmas periods were toned down into quieter family-focused festival. Um, the selection of the September 25th as the date of Christmas may have been because it's exactly nine months after March 25th, the traditional date of Jesus' crucifixion. So that's why it occurs on December 25th. Um, in the 4th century, the Roman Church converted Saturnalia and Sol Invictus to a Christian holiday. The feast of the nativity to commemorate Jesus' birth. The church in Rome began celebrating Christmas on December 25th during the reign of Constantine, first Christian emperor. So, like, that, yeah, basically Christmas. I could see it being a little combination of both. Of what? Like, the, like our traditions. Well, I mean, we A little know bit of the Romans, a little bit of the Scandinavians. It's just cap. Okay. But. Eesh. No, dude, in history, that is proven. Basically, all the dude when they were like, "Oh, give me money, you won't go to hell," that's cap. That was literally that just, is cap. That, like, that, that is was, cap. That is that actually literally the church <laughs> taking advantage of people. That is cap. <laughs> that was corruption right there. <laughs> that is Yeesh. taking unintelligent people saying, "Pay me money, I will, I will make sure anything bad you've done goes away." Actually, sounds a little bit like the devil. <laughs> yeah, paying off your sins. Yeah. Um, but no, I like the magic mushroom theory and people, whenever I like say that stuff, I I guess you've never heard that before, but I've heard it before. Everyone's always like, huh? I'm like, yeah, like all these shamans, man, they were tripping and just handing out gifts to people and they were liking it. I mean, I think it's just a different version of Christmas. When were the shamans about? When was their time period? I don't know shit about shamans. I think shamans still exist. Obviously. That's what I'm saying. If the Romans predated it, then maybe the shamans got a couple of it from the Romans, but just a different version with more mushrooms involved. I'm going to look up Arctic shamans. Um, What is an Inuit shaman called? They were Inuits. That's what they were. That sounds familiar. Well, yeah, because I said Inuit earlier. Those were the the dude that went to the North Pole. He was accompanied oh. by four Inuit people. Interesting. What? North Pole, Inuit, Santa's No, that's what I'm North saying. Pole. Yeah, like... Now it's kind of <laughs> connecting. I can't even lie. I can't dude, even no, that's... Lie. One of the things was Santa is from the Arctic. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Uh, no, now it's kind of making sense. Dude. I didn't realize... I didn't think about it, like... Scandinavia, I don't think. Fuck so now, let me. I'm gonna read off from this website a little bit stuff because this is this is where my uh, source is coming from. It's coming from Live Science. Reddit. No, no, we'll get to it. the Reddit okay. stuff later. Um, but so according to the theory, the legend of Santa derives from shamans in the Siberian Arctic regions who dropped into locals' teepee-like homes with a bag full of hallucinogenic mushrooms as presents in late December. Merry um, Christmas. As the story goes, up until a few hundred years ago, these practicing shamans or priests connected to the older traditions would collect Amanita muscaria, so the holy mushroom is what that's called, Mm. dry them, and then give them as gifts on the winter solstice. Um, 
so because snow is usually blocking doors, there was an opening in Down the roof the through which people entered and exited. Thus, the chimney story. <laughs> it's all making sense for real. <laughs> the math is mathing. The right math now. is actually mathing right now. <laughs> the ma- dude, that is what the mushroom looks like for all the people. That is what it. An I've seen that before. Looks like. That, Maybe tell me that doesn't. Scream. Seth might have brought this up before. No, I mean that screams Christmas. Um, so it's just one of the symbolic connections between the Amanita muscaria mushroom and the iconography of Christmas. Um, hold up, blah, blah, blah. I mean the math is legit mathing. If I'm being honest, the the reindeer were shaman spirit animals. Let me read this. Yeah, well, it, reindeers are native to that. So area. reindeer are common in Siberia and northern Europe and seek out these hallucinogenic fungi as the area's human inhabitants have also been known. You're telling me the reindeer were tripping? Yeah. Is that what you're the saying? Reindeer the reindeer were tripping. They thought they could fly. Yeah, That's what happened. Yes. Um, they were, everyone was tripping so hard they dude, started seeing flying reindeer. Donald Fister, a Harvard <laughs> University biologist who studies fungi, suggests the Siberian tribesmen who ingested the mushroom may have hallucinated and thought the grazing reindeer were flying. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. It really does. <laughs> like that adds up straight up. They were tripping so hard. They right? thought the deer were flying. <laughs> they... That's crazy. They were on Pluto straight up. Yeah. Um... That does make a lot of sense though. So, yeah, amongst the Siberian shamans, you have an animal spirit you can journey with in your vision quest. And reindeer are common and familiar to people in eastern Siberia. Um, Yeah, as far as, like, shamans dress like Santa Claus said, these shamans have traditional dressing up like the mushroom. They dress up in red suits with white spots, the deer pelts. Um, It makes sense. So the mushrooms abound in Christmas iconography. Iconography, I'm just going to say, is... Their religion. No, on on that. Basically, what that means is like paintings or depictions. Oh, okay. So tree ornaments shaped like amanita mushrooms and other depictions of the fungi are present in Christmas decorations throughout the world, particularly in Scandinavia and Northern Europe. Um, basically, like on certain like paintings, you can literally see the upside down mushroom. I'm not gonna lie, that'd be kind of crazy if we had an entire holiday off of some dude tripping in Scandinavia. No, we do. We do. That'd be kind of <laughs> crazy. Kinda we crazy. do. <laughs> that'd, Listen, that'd be wild. bless up my guy, whatever his name. True, was. he created. He created the greatest is. holiday of all time. Yeah. Straight up, and he doesn't even know it. He, he has no he idea. Even know it. He did no not idea. know. That's kind of what was gonna happen. Um, the Rudolph's nose resembles a bright red mushroom. So wait, didn't you say his name was Nick? No, I thought you did. No, Someone else. That was the Harvard professor. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Yeah, I don't got any names on here. Dude, if, if the dude who was dropping the things down the chimney was named Nick, Old St. Nick, I mean, we're, we're really on to something. So, this one's kind of a bit of a stretch. The Rudolph's nose resembles a bright red mushroom. Dude, they, were, they thought the reindeer were flying. You don't but, think he could have been seeing a red so, nose? So, they say his nose looks exactly like a red mushroom. It's amazing that a reindeer with a red mushroom nose is at the head, leading the others... Um, it's not that much of a stretch when you think everyone who created this holiday was on shrooms. Like, many of these traditions were merged or projected upon St. Nicholas, a 4th century saint known for his generosity, as the story goes. 
Um, there's little debate about the consumption of mushrooms by Arctic and Siberian tribes, people, and shamans, but the connection to Christmas traditions is more tenuous or mysterious. Ooh. Um, so a visit from St. Nicholas may have borrowed from shaman rituals. Many of the modern details in the modern-day American Santa Claus come from the 1823 poem. So it literally comes from a poem, like a visit from St. Nick, which yeah, later yeah. became famous as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas. All was swell. Might be the greatest holiday, greatest holiday of all time. What do you think? Top one? Yeah, no, for sure. Top two not to? Yeah, Santa's from the Arctic. Like, the the theory is theorying. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, the dots connect. <laughs> I mean, you know. I see Big Dipper, I call it Big Dipper, you know what I mean? Yet they still are illegal. Like, a holiday surrounded around mushrooms. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Basically, everyone should take mushrooms and just trip balls at Christmas. <laughs> to fully enjoy it, I think, is what, is what I'm getting is at. Is that what you got from that story? <laughs> yes. That was your point. If you want to be traditional... Get traditional. I mean, yeah, I guess if you're really trying to get in the holiday spirit, you yeah. gotta take shrooms. You're There's telling me a fun family adventure, like going out to like the woods, finding a tree, chopping it down, taking all the mushrooms off, drying it. You're telling me that wouldn't be a fun family adventure? I don't think. And then they were family, feeding the kids the shrooms. How do you know? Dude? I don't. I just have a feeling, dude. I feel like it's just kind of a thing around the world where like. Some parents are more lenient than others, but it's kind of like a hearsay. Like you can't do certain things till you're older. Can't shoot a gun. Can't drink. Can't do drugs. Those can't swear. No no I'm just saying. I mean, like, there's always the more lenient parents no and the stricter life, parents. Be a parent, but like I feel like all the parents usually have some age limit where they allow certain things. Yeah, yeah. I, so I feel like. The three-year-old probably wasn't doing shrooms. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I think I you're wrong. Could be wrong. I think that these people, when they were gifted these mushrooms, were like, oh, it's a gift. We all should have some. And then they put it in their little kid's food. And the kid I also could, had I it. could see that. Like, they didn't know better. They were sharing that wealth. Oh, you want a little nibble of this? Want a little mushroom nibble? <laughs> oh, the baby's flying. The baby's flying. Dude, yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> That's, you know, that's I guess I it's possible. Um, nothing's impossible. But anyway, that that's the conspiracy theory. I like it. I think it's a good theory. It adds up. Moving on. Have you ever been to a play? Going, I'm gonna backpack off of uh, the play. I love plays. You I've said you've been to a, been to a Nutcracker. Been to several or plays. You nope. said the Rockets. Yeah, what it's up? more of a show though. What I've up? been to the Rockets. I've but, been to. Okay, now think of a play, like a Broadway play. Yeah, like... I went to uh, the Lightning Thief. I went to uh, Percy Jackson. I went to. What was the one I went to? I went to two at our local high school. One of them was like. Local Shrek, Russell. Conrad. Oh, they have. I've been to two plays at Conrad. Okay. I forget what they were though. It was like Shrek and like. Do you enjoy going to plays? I don't hate it. So in my lifetime, I've been to. In my memory, I've seen Mary Poppins. I've seen Arsenic and Old Lace. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. And I've seen The Lion King. Nice. The Lion King was more of like a show production. Yeah. And the other two were actual like legit plays. But what I want to say is. Do you, do you enjoy going to them? Do you 
Yes. But, like, it's not something, like, maybe I could tolerate a play once every other month. Max. Oh, see, I feel like I would get tired of it. For quick. me, a play is like a once a year ordeal. I would say the same thing, but that's because I go to New York like max once a year, maybe twice. Maybe like once every six months thing. That, because I think plays are dope. I do I, as well. But I think I like, I think, I think there's a difference between a play and a musical. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a big fan of a musical, but I'm a big fan of a play. Like if I went to go see uh, Romeo and Juliet. I really like that story, and I think uh, I I saw that one too. I saw that one in New York. It was Romeo That's and more Juliet, like a play. Right? No, because they really? did a twist on. They made it a more modern. Oh, Romeo I don't and Juliet. like musicals. I don't like musicals, dude. But uh, they they sung a bunch of like Bohemian Rhapsody. It was kind of bangers. I can't lie. And I saw a couple plays while I was on a cruise ship. So I've seen my fair amount of plays. You've They're not your, bad. You've seen your fair. I've been around the block. I mean, I've seen probably, I'm probably getting close to double digit on plays. Jeez. Nah, I've been the, so like Mary Poppins would be my musical. And that was when I was like way younger. Saw it in New York City. Arsenic and Old Lace saw it last year. It was a like a school requirement. Like a class. Like I had to go. But that was more of a play and not a musical. And yeah. That, like I remember I was like dreading it. I was like, oh, I got to go see this play. Like, I got to sit there for an Three, hour and a half. Yeah. Then there's an intermission. Yeah, another hour and a half. And then I got to sit there for another hour and a half. Dude, it's like, oh. Look, but you can. After going and like the first like hour and a half, I was like, oh, like that went pretty quick. Like, and it was like, it's yeah. good. Like, yeah. like, they did a good job and it wasn't like. Every five minutes, they were saying, Lodi, Lodi, like, Yeah, that gets annoying, bro. I, I, when every other scene, they start bursting yeah. out in a song. Relax. Like, it felt like everything flowed well, and it wasn't transitioning on a song. Like, I don't think there was a single song in this play. <laughs> you love that. No, it was amazing. Like, I was like, how is this play still going, and there hasn't been a single song? Like, that is so a you thought story. all plays were musicals? <laughs> yes. No. Dude, I was like, how could... I, I, I think uh, every show on Broadway is basically a musical, right? Like that's a whole sure. production. That is a production. You might be right. Um, I definitely think one. I liked so Romeo and Juliet was a musical. Sorry, it was the musical I saw. It was good because the music was modern, and it it intertwined with the the play itself very well. Like they chose songs that were actually like happening in the play so it was actually i would give it like an eight out of ten it was really well uh choreographed and everything but to make a play good it needs to the story has to actually be good it has to be watchable and entertaining you need snacks and a bev and i can enjoy a solid play that's why i think like if i had those good snacks for a play a good bev and it's like Something I really enjoy, like I actually really enjoyed reading Romeo and Juliet in high school. I actually found that like an enjoy. I don't like reading a lot, but I found that enjoyable. It was a good sto- storyline. Like shout out to boy Shakespeare, kid cooked, <laughs> kid cooked. Was it the Capulets and the the Montagues? Yeah, that was a banger. Like um, banger. So banger. I, need, I need to be able to watch. I need to be watching I a banger. See that. I need uh, I need snacks. We got to have snacks for when it gets slower and a good Bev to watch on the snacks. And I could probably watch a play every other month. 
this might be an interesting take, but for me, I, I, okay, I'll hit you with the question, then I'll say my answer, and then you get. But where would you want to sit in the rink, or not the rink, in the theater that you think would be most optimal? And I'm saying like first balcony up and back. You. I've never been in a place with side balconies. But well, so like I mean, like upper balcony. I've like, usually been toward the top. Feel like that's where the peasants sit. But all right, you say peasants, but but you can I see more from I would, up there. Yeah, I think I would enjoy but the play more. I think than if I'm sitting front row. So and I got to look up onto the stage. If like this is our theater, right? This is our theater. I'm usually what I from what I remember. I've always been either back. Actually, every time, really, I've been in like this location. All right, all right, yeah, right here, right. Sure. When I was seeing my plays at Conrad, I was back here in New York. I was up Where's here. Where's the stage? Uh, right here. Oh, okay. Uh, so I feel like the the oh, best you're the back. You are at the back of the box. There was like a you couple are... people back here. That's it. I think the best spot to be probably like right here. Still like off the stage the enough. Row? No, no, no. This is this is front row right here. No, no, no. I mean, like on the first level. So like, first level, second level, third. Yeah, level. I think so. I think middle, really? like middle of the first level, is probably the best place to sit for you. Is what I saying. think you can see enough, but you're really close and you can see the actors. I think from a a standpoint of enjoyance, me personally, I would just enjoy being first row. On the second balcony, mm. I, I think that's a good I spot. No one in front of me, uh, yeah. other than a rail. You can't see like, anyone. I can, yeah. Like I have perfect view of everything. Yeah. It's almost like your front I'm row down. Yeah, it's almost like you're actually like like front row right on it, but you're just elevated and back a little bit. I think I think you could be onto something there. Yeah, I mean, and like then I feel like just something about being on the first level is just like you got people that are like. Like I said, I've never I've never watched it in a place that has had two. Maybe the Rockettes had two levels, and I don't remember. But uh, yeah, I don't remember. Mm, the cruise ship might have had a second level too. What would you add to a play to make it more enjoyable? Or would you like or to make you your snacks, experience bro, snacks? You snacks. Just want, like some, some just snacks. Give me, give me the, give me the Twizzlers. Give me the. Uh, milk duds. Uh, give me a bev. I think what would make a play chocolate better? milk, dude. I've never had chocolate milk during a movie or a play. I feel like that would elevate the experience. <laughs> I think for me, it would just be like special effects. That's the one okay. thing that's really lacking. So during Piercy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, a lot of special effects. The uh, the special effects there were pretty good. Like they had lightning, rain. It was kind of good. It's it good rained? stuff. Yeah. It rained? Exactly. How do you have rain inside? That's what I'm saying, bro. It's Yo, gas. That's what I'm saying. Like, was it like actually wet? Was it wet rain? Or was I mean, it, I did it just look it like It looked rain. like they were wet and then they came back dry. So it was kind of cool. That is cool. That's what I'm saying. They were on top there. So there's some. I like that. Like, and like the storyline. I know what the storyline is of Percy Jackson, but they changed it a little and it was really well like it was so based on good stuff okay, based on what we just discussed would you rather watch a good movie or a good play <sighs> what tough. do you respect more because going just down to the that's two the different things two different thing things alone if you can create good effects 
in the real world. I respect the theater more. Yeah. But but the movie movies are more entertaining. Yeah. Or at least it'll flow better. Exactly. Like, the grind for a play is way better. Yeah, like, you got to put on, like, way more effort. Like, it's one take. Exactly. You gotta, <laughs> it's one like, take. Practice makes perfect type of stuff, bro. <laughs> um, Yeah, I respect the grind of the theater more, but I enjoy movies more, so it's like, take that with a grain of salt, I guess. Um, But I honestly, I could do this. Should I do this challenge? Should I go and see a movie like every month in 2024 and see how fast I get sick of it. My mom would do this with me so, so quickly. What? And then see how fast you get, see sick, how of fast you get sick of plays. See the thing though, with like plays don't come about ever. You know what I mean? Like a movie, you can go watch a movie like a yeah. play. Like it's well, yeah, showing. True. Would I be watching the same play over and over again? Yeah. Like Ugh. it's because like you said, practice makes perfect they're yeah. just repetitionizing yeah that. that's, just that's true back actually. to back to back to back. i'll have to look into this but i'd be interested to go and see more plays in wilmington and see if i get tired of Dude, it you don't quickly. even need to go into wilmington there's a theater at ud oh uh, really yeah but all right but like i said i can if I can you get sick this. of the ones in wilmington i just switch yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i could i could look into that and we'll see but yeah <sighs> Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna diss it right now. I've never been to an opera show though. I can't do that. Too much singing. Yeah, this too is, much. I don't care. I I think the only thing I maybe would just go not see the kind of music. I'm a fan like. of the opera, but I think I've seen that's that just to like just to say that you've seen because like that's think I think I've seen it before. Like it's, you gotta, but I can't remember. And then there's some other one with like some clown. I want to see that. What? Yeah. Wait, Wait, clown fan? I'm looking it up. No, no, no. It's about some sad clown. Play clown. Clown opera. I hope it does. Oh. Pagliacci. <laughs> yeah, he butchered that one. Pagliacci. No, I didn't. I don't think I... I didn't butcher that. Look up Phantom of the Opera real quick. Pagliacci pronunciation. Hold up. Wait. I got to make sure I didn't pronunciate this wrong. Oh, it's Pagliacci. 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 Oh, nice. What? We're chalked. All what, right. What is what the is production's going, going through the ground here, fellas? Yeah, I don't. I actually genuinely don't like, know. What are you connected to? You got to be connected to something else. I'm not connected to anything. We're chalked. Oh, maybe my speakers are just chalked. That would suck. Uh. But yeah, it's Pagliacci. Oh, dude, I dropped my phone in uh, the shower. Like, I usually have it on the top soap. Uh, thing playing music, and my mom came in to use the restroom while I was showering, and then she left. And right after she left, I don't know if it's because she shut the door hard or something, but my phone just fell off and just straight into the tub. I was like, "That is tough." I don't bring my my phone into the shower with me. <laughs> I love to listen to music in the shower. It's top two experience of all time. I can't lie, dude. Like I said, the shower is the most underrated. I know, probably should. Basically what but you can't is, change this song while you're in the. Jacob's doing some some exclusive content. That's cap. That's cap. But you can't change. That's his why song he's got to bring the phone in. How do you change the song? What do you mean? You don't change the songs, dude. You're one of those bulls that can't just listen to a song all the way through, dude. No, I'm saying if a just bad song comes on. Don't have a bad song, <laughs> bro, then, dude. How about I, you make a good playlist? What if bro? I think you, it's good before what? I put, go in the shower? Then my mood changes and I want a different song. Well, you picked the wrong playlist I, then. Maybe I I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I need it in the shower. 
<laughs> what? No, you don't watch part. YouTube in the shower? No. Bro, I love to put a Mr. Beast video <laughs> on in the shower. Stop. Yo, shout out whoever's listening to this in the shower right now. Dude, if you're listening to our <laughs> podcast in the shower, honestly, yeah. Shout out you. Shout out you, bro. No, I could stand behind that statement. But yeah. <laughs> no. Nah. Um wait, what was that? What were we saying about the shower? Something in the phone with the No, I, no, we were not. We were talking about speakers being messed up. My 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 button on my phone is clogged and it won't work. My volume button doesn't work anymore. Tough. Look yeah. up the name of the opera formula. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, I know. What is it? I feel like it sounds familiar, obviously, because it's goaded, but I wanna I can't remember if I've seen it before. The fan of the opera, y'all. I feel like I have, but maybe I haven't. Maybe I'm just recalling musical. something else. Yeah, it is a musical. What is the storyline? Um so nineteen ten novel tells the tale of a disfigured musical genius who haunts the Paris Opera House. That's kind of cool, though. That's kind of a cool storyline. Phantom of the Opera makes sense. Yeah, and like he's a musical genius, and he haunts. The what opera. do you think of Phantom? What do you think of a phantom? I yeah. think of a ghost. I think of a car. <laughs> I think of a ghost. Yeah, uh, yeah. My first guess. Like is when I think Rolls Phantom, Royce. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Danny Phantom. I think Danny Phantom. That's a good show. True. Um, <laughs> that's a good show. <laughs> True. Oh, what what would I do to make a play more fun? I already said special effects, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I Chocolate want them milk. flying around. I want them like hooked up to some. some and like I think I think you really would have liked um, Percy Jackson. With the Percy rain. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I probably would have. It's a really good storyline. It's entertaining. Yes, I knew it was happening, but it changed. They changed it a little bit, so it's not like same old, same old. A lot of special effects. I think you really would have liked it. I have cups from it. That was a New York one too. Hmm. Alright, so Romeo and Juliet. That all being said, yeah, I'm gonna spiral into our next and probably one of our last talking points. Wait, real quick. Um Percy Jackson, a new TV series just got released on Disney Plus of it. Kinda wanna watch it. I don't have Disney Plus, but I yeah, I mean it's <sighs> probably good. It's probably yes. Percy Different Jackson. actors, obviously, than the original movies, but yeah. I think I read like half the books. Oh, the OG movies are so good. They were so good, dude. They're yeah. gas. Oh, when they got to go find all those. <laughs> actually, heat, bro. That, those movies were so good. All right, Lightning sorry. Thief. Yeah, I chalked you there. Go ahead. Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief. Go watch that movie. Ten out of ten. Um, I'm gonna piggyback off of the highways. She really. was bad too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. All right, all right. I chalked this. Y'all back yeah, on topic. Dude. Back on topic. Chill, chill. Nah, dude. Chill. Yeah. In that movie specifically, in the bro, headlights, bro, while she yeah, was fire. while she was fighting him with the sword, bro. Yeah. Nah. If, if, if I saw her in real life, I'm freezing, bro. bro for real, I'm, I'm, I'm turning into what you would call it, Medusa, bro. Just. <laughs> um. Why do you think the highways were invented? <laughs> I yeah, we talked about this a little bit pre-show. For some reason, I thought it was like so the military could move across the country faster. It's not what you said earlier, but it's yes, not. But that's that, what that I thought is, it was actually. That is what. Oh, I'm correct. Yeah, I, th- so, I said president earlier. I now remember it was actually military, not just the president. The Federal Aid Highway Act of 1956, also known as the National Interstate Defense Highway Act, marked a significant milestone on the development of the U.S. highway system. It allocated substantial federal funds for the construction of vast network of interstate highways. 
setting the stage for is this Reagan Road Network that exists. Is this today. under the Reagan? I don't know who was. I feel like it was Reagan for some reason. Although I'm probably gonna look really stupid right here. Uh, Dwight Diaz now. Tough. Next, I don't. I could not, dude. I hate the education system for putting such an like an emphasis on stuff like that. I should know that, but so, it's also like I should know it, but it's also not that important. I feel like I feel like it's important to learn the lessons of history because history doesn't always repeat, but it tends to rhyme. So, like, it's good to know what happened, but, like, I couldn't list you. If you don't know history, you can't learn from it. Exactly. But I couldn't couldn't list more than three presidents in a row. Like, in, in, I forget the word, timely order. I can, so I did this actually the other day. We, I was, so one of my buddies. I could name Kennedy, but I couldn't name you who came before or after Kennedy. Dude, this guy's like a history buff. And we were just like listing off like, we were listing off just random useless information that we knew. And it started with country flags. Yeah. We tried to do like the whole alphabet A to Z. Like there's, there's one for every single one except Zimbabwe. Um, And then we were like, what other like things like that? We were like presidents. I kid you not, this kid knew every single president. In the correct order, yeah, and I was crazy. like, "If you told me to do that, like I should, I, I should know it, but I just don't. I, I could do it if I had help. And when I say help, I mean in the sense of if they gave me like the first letter of the name, or if they, like, bro, that's cheating. You can't do it. You just can't do it. I could name every single president, dude. I so I at work yesterday." I was playing the game Time Guesser. It gives you a picture that was taken during a year at a location, and your goal was to guess the exact location and the exact year, uh, and you got scored on that. Super fun game. You guys should go play it. I'd probably maybe do good at that. We'll play it after this. Yep. But Alex Ulrich was a history major mm. in college. Dude, he has cracked at that game. He's like, dude, that's that's the Burj Khalifa, or obviously I know what the Burj Khalifa is, but he's like, dude, that's that's Italy. I was like, what the fuck? How? He's like, oh, that's Spanish, or he's like, uh, that's that's German language. I was like, bro, how do you know this? Like, how much stuff did you learn? Like, maybe I should just go back to college and get a history degree because he just knows so much. It was insane. He was like, oh, that's. That's two, that's nineteen uh, seventies. That's post World War Two. I was like, "How do you know?" He's like, "I can tell by the clothing." What? What? What do you mean? What? It was like they didn't wear tr- trench coats in the forties. I was like, "What?" And then this one dude, we were checking a guy out, and I was still doing the game over here. And Aiden, my coworker, was checking the guy out, and I was like, "When did puffy?" Or I was like, "When did suits become uh, popular?" Seventies. Incorrect. So they become popular after market crashes, right? When the market's doing good, you can hire whoever you want and people are late, more laid back. After the market crashes, they become stricter on, or like during the market crash, mm-hmm. they become more strict on who they're hiring because they don't have um, 
the capital to pay more people. So they have to be more precise on who they're hiring. So people need to look better to elevate themselves. So they wore suits more often. So during the 08 crash, more people were wearing suits. 09, more people wearing suits. Now, we haven't had a crash There's like in no a while. no one wearing suits We now, haven't had man. a crash in a while. No one's wearing suits. Back in yeah. 2020, no one was really wearing suits because it was COVID. But that was the kind of the most recent crash. But yeah, no, it's facts. Fashion I, dude, is, has I, more I, expanded because the economy just, just kept growing. No oh, one really man, cares. Like, yeah, anyone no will cares. hire anyone. Yeah. Oh, my God. You get retired. You get work from home. No one cares. Gosh, that's kind of crazy to think about, though. Like, subconsciously, <laughs> it's like. One like everything just goes to like complete doo. Yeah, like the '90s, it was real funky uh, styles. Like people were wearing different stuff. Like you know, fashion was going crazy. Oh, eight hits are wearing suits. Get wrecked. It's kind of crazy to think about. It. I'm not. I'm not sure if that's like a hundred percent sure, but there's definitely an uptick in suit wearing when crashes happen when's that crash people need happening? to get professional when's that crash happening though dude some people i got are my soon. suits ready some people are saying soon but i you know. got my suits ready jacob i'm gonna be no one can predict anything i'm gonna be days. rocking my suits when i go to get groceries dude <laughs> that's like <laughs> dude i can't wait for a time where i can just wear a suit all the time and like it's tough that, i love no, suits dude that's one of the things i always think about is like i have suits but when am I going to wear them? Exactly. Because my profession also, like, as a physical therapist. You're never rocking I'm that not suit. Rocking a Unless you're going to, like, a banquet. Banquets. Yeah, yeah but, like, dude, I'm not rocking your, a your practice, your practice is going to need sponsors and, yeah. like, and, uh, yeah, sponsors. So you're going to have to do banquets with those sponsors and stuff like that. That's I would say banquets is when you're going to need them. Yeah. Or I could just be a baller PT and just wear a suit that would be and, tough and just you would be care. a pimp for real just wear the suit because like who cares yeah i'm not i'm just doing the pt i'm not actually could you do your pt in like a hundred percent um a dress shirt a hundred percent yeah do it then dude oh just elevate I'm yourself something exactly oh my just God. elevate yourself oh be, be better yeah dude i'm gonna get those 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 things that like hold your your sleeves biceps up. no <laughs> <laughs> Yo, roasted. You really just roasted me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my buys that Fortnite play. <laughs> yeah. Cufflings, I think is what you're talking about. Um, well no, cufflings are cool, but no, I mean the thing that like keeps your, your sleeve up. So like I could I could I just see people like fold it back onto yeah, nah, the no, so there is there is actually a device, Jacob, believe it or not. That's crazy. That Sorry, can, I have biceps, I don't need you that. You can bring your sleeve to a certain point and then you can cuff it. And the cuff will stay there, and you can. Seems do pretty tough. What, what do you mean, pretty tough? Like it's pretty tough, tough. Dude, that's yeah, like, pretty tough. Imagine that's pretty just, cool. You got clips holding that up your sleeves. Cool. That like, like I could see you doing this, dude. I'd so rock that, dude. Oh my gosh! That's but that's funny. like an old trend. That's like what like people would do back in the fifties, in like oh eight. I'm gonna bring that back. Yeah, dude. Oh wait, wait, not nah, let me. I'll I'll show you that post. Yeah, yeah. But um, what were we talking about? No, we were talking about the the National Federal Aid Highway Act. Ah, uh, yes. But so yeah, five things: the development of national defense, economic development, efficient transportation, connectivity, and safety. I don't know if we were talking about this on the last podcast, but when you look at the road systems, mm-hmm. what is the road extremely good at? 
what as, for the United States, other than all those things that I just listed, on an economics on an economic standpoint, what is the road good for? To me, it's good for traveling goods, like transporting goods, jobs. Think about all of the jobs that the road supplies. Like construction, you mean? Yes. I guess so. I guess it's a lot. What I'm confused about, it's kind of an inelastic good, but I think roads are inelastic. What is... Why don't we build roads to be indestructible? You know what I mean? Like, we put so much of our resources in the road. I think we try. No. No, dude. No. Because if we had perfect roads, think of all the people that would not have a job. So you're saying, I mean, that's just like Dude, when there's road work, paying taxes for road work. Because we say, don't we were talking about your with this with your mom, taxes go toward like helping the roads and stuff. Yeah. And that could be stopped if we had more durable roads. Yes. So, dude, it's all for the economy, it's all to create jobs. It yeah. isn't any, think about, I, I mean, so do you want our economy to fail or what no 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 no. what i'm saying though is to hack to keep unemployment down yes (laughs) but what i'm like that's a a different thing i think i think unemployment is dumb in my opinion i think i think people i think that there is a possibility at some point maybe not in our lifetimes but dude you look back in the old days there were just communities where like people wouldn't work and they would survive perfectly fine and are we talking about what? what I think we're talking about? No, I don't. I don't know what you think I'm talking. I'm talking about, about like a one-income household. No, no, I mean like Confused. you just have a village and like this dude just oh. has that house. Like he just lives there. Yeah, but he has to do something to put food on the table. He has to trade for something to get the food. So he would do a. Yeah, but he doesn't need a job. So the way you could fix that is if people truly just do what they love for a living. Mm-hmm. Like that guy loved to, to make pottery. Mm-hmm. So he would give he would gift people pottery for food, and that's I'm, how he would live. I'm going to take a note down of this because we don't have enough time to talk about this. But it's something that I do want to talk Maybe about. Maybe like bring back the trade and barter system. Well, I've always said that. but You have always said that. That's why I brought it up. Well, no, but everyone always looks at me like I'm dumb, and I'm like, you are dumb, but not for the reason. I am <laughs> no. People think I'm dumb because it's like, oh, that just can't happen. But like, yes, we actually very well easily could go back to that, but we're just too progressed now that all the people that are rich would not want to. Let's let's talk about this next pod because I have some very strong thoughts on this. No, okay, but um. I mean, we're we're at, we've got three minutes to talk. Um, bring back the trade and order. Yeah. Happy holidays, fellas! Yeah, I... just uh, spread some love. There's not enough love out in the world. Be kind to one another. Enjoy your time with your family. Um, wear ugly sweaters more often. Care a little less about certain things. Not everything. Poliachi. Yeah, go watch a musical. Uh, maybe yeah. go take shrooms. Yeah. We don't do, endorse drugs. Go, no, we do not endorse drugs. Um, I also don't back 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. I call 1-800-GAMBLER, <laughs> but I'm not backing 1-800-GAMBLER. We anymore. saw a clip of someone oh. calling 1-800-GAMBLER, and the person on the other line of the, 
the other end of the phone line uh, pretended to be Wendy's. So they, they either called the wrong number or 1-800-GAM was a fraud. <laughs> but uh, we don't condone gambling or drugs or excessive alcohol consumption. Uh, 